In this episode, we learn the truth about manifesting. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, uh, we are going to dive into manifesting. This is one of those topics that I've never been a fan of. If you're if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know this. I've never been a fan of manifesting. However, I do recognize that you might be a fan. I do recognize that many of my listeners are really into manifesting and are really into crystals and vision boards. And that's totally fine. So I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into some of these topics and start to pull out what I think could be the the, the true value behind some of them. What it is that that it seems like people are are really walking away with. That's what I wanted to do. And it just so happens that for this week's paid interview, which you can get by becoming a paid listener, paid subscriber, all you have to do is click the link in the description of this episode or go to tlbc.co slash join. Uh, But in this week's episode, I sat down with Daniel Mengena. Daniel is a coach in the personal development self-improvement space, uh, and he focuses a lot more on how spirituality affects day-to-day behavior than I do. So we had this great conversation. It, it honestly was phenomenal. I think it was about 45 minutes long. Again, it's it's available now if you want to hear that. Uh, but we had this great conversation and somewhere in there, we got into the topic of manifesting and we started talking about uh, that, that movie and that book, The Secret. I think for many people, that was the thing that sort of uh, opened their eyes to what manifesting was. And we started talking about it's the, the flaws with that presentation of it, how that created a culture of personal development that is very heavily focused on uh, guiding our thoughts and not so much on guiding our actions. Uh, and it became just this, this wonderful, wonderful conversation. Again, the full conversation is available right now. All you have to do is become a paid member and you can get access to it as well as all the other interviews that I've done so far. Um, but I wanted to share a section with you here. And in this section, uh, Daniel goes off, <laughs> to, to, for lack of a better term, he goes off on manifesting. He goes off on on uh, the the current views of manifesting, the way that it's being popularized and taught in mainstream society. And he dives into what he believes is the actual truth behind manifesting, how it works, why it works, why it's a valuable thing for people's lives. And you guys know me. I, I, I'm very practical. And so I asked him, how is this practical? What can we do? What is the action step here? I asked him and he gave me an answer. So in the clip I'm about to roll, you're going to get that answer. We're going to dive into manifesting and I encourage you to check out the full conversation because it was such a cool 
cool conversation. Honestly, one of my favorite that I've done so far. So become a member now. Sign up for that so you can hear the full conversation. And in the meantime, enjoy this clip with Daniel Mengena talking about the truth behind manifesting. Here we go. So you're coming at this from, uh, and correct me if, if, if this is wrong in any way, but you're coming at this from sort of uh, formally going down this, this, this very spiritual, quote unquote, secret society path mm-hmm. uh, that then uh, led to, in, in popular culture, the film, The Secret, mm-hmm. and, and the, the book, The Secret, and, and all of these sort of like very like, hey, if you just go down this direction in your life, you're going to figure out what's been holding you back this whole time. You're going to going to find that that unlock mm-hmm. that, that's going to get you somewhere. So you're, you're coming from that world. Uh, somewhere along the way, you realized there is something valuable here. Mm-hmm. That's why people flock to it. That's mm-hmm. why it, it, it ends up working in pop culture. Mm-hmm. But the way it's being presented or or the way it's being withheld or, or something about it just didn't sit with you. Exactly. And now you're you're tackling sort of this combination of that world with a much more sort of practical, how do we apply this to people's daily lives approach? Would you say that that's accurate? That's very, very accurate. Yes. I'm basically looking at a very beautiful opportunity for us to be more intentional, more deliberate and actually create the reality that we want mm. without. And I, I think it's actually not even the, 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 the fact that it works. that's made it popular. I think the fact that it's well marketed, Mm, that's very true enough people have gone to funnel funnel hacking live right Mm -hmm. or have you know who's another one joel Irway, some of these other guys that teach you how to make funnels or sunny lunder what's the name the sunny yeah and they're creating youtube channels i've got hundreds of thousands of people buying this bullshit oh yeah i've got my crystal i've done my chart this morning (laughs) the abundance is coming to me now or, you know, people misrepresenting facts. So I, people will quote the, uh, what's his name? Jim Carrey. Oh, remember Jim Carrey? He put the check for $10 million in his wallet for acting yeah. services rendered. Yeah, but Jim Carrey was hitting the stage and getting booed off stages for years. Yeah. He was sleeping in his car. He was estranged from his family. He yeah. worked his butt off. And as a result, after many movies, then got the check for $10 million for Dumb and Dumber. That wasn't his first movie. He didn't put mm-hmm. the check in his wallet, sit at that around eating Cheetos and, and watching Netflix, and then it fell out of the sky. He put in work. He believed in himself. And if you start to look at him and how he operates, he was embodying that with absolute certainty before it even showed up. If you want to see what his way of creating his reality, look at the documentary about Man on the Moon. Um, mm. the, the film that he did, Man on the Moon. If you watch the documentary about that, you will see he literally embodied that person. And that's how he created his reality. He commanded reality to respond to his choice to completely embody what he desired. He didn't just put a check in his wallet, but that's, oh yeah, put a check in your wallet, put a check on the wall yeah, for a million dollars. That's the part that sounds cool. And it sounds easy. When we get into manifesting and and vision boards and all of these things that feel a little bit less like I'm in control, mm-hmm. I get hesitant. Mm-hmm. And I know that a good chunk of my listeners feel the same way. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear from you. What exactly is manifesting mm-hmm. and how is it practical? Brilliant. Well, my condolences on the passing of your dad, first and foremost. Thank you. 
Um, and thank you for bringing forward this conversation as well. So on my Instagram, I do a live every Monday. Uh, I call it Manifesting Mondays. It's not really about manifesting. Mm. It's decoding the BS around the idea of manifesting and actually getting into it. Yesterday, I spoke about something called thought forms. And I feel that you would really get down with the stuff that I was learning because what it does is it actually shows the allegoric misinterpretation that people have. So the misinterpretation people have the allegories that lead to the ideas of what we call God, for example. So when I use the word God, I'm not talking about a blonde hair, blue eyed white guy coming out of <laughs> Jerusalem, like that happens, or <laughs> a white hair, bearded white guy sitting on a silver throne in a silver city mm-hmm. in the sky. Because those are all allegories. They all have a purpose. They all have a thing. When you understand that, you know, someone opens up the Bible and looks at the word God, you're looking, looking at the German word good for good, mm. which has been overwritten over a number of different names and titles for different, seemingly different characters that all have the same name sprinkled across books that are actually copies of other books that also have other names for other characters. And then it all gets mishmashed and uses a system of control. The word religion, word ligare, to bind up, to control. So that's another conversation mm. in and of itself. But when that you... is definitely one I want to have at some point. <laughs> but when we get behind all of those and understand that science actually is demonstrating the truth of what God is when it gave us energy. So I've got something I call purple brick theory, and I know I'm on a tangent, but I'll come back. I've got okay. something I call purple brick theory. So when I went off on my journey, the first time that I started to ask questions in church and they couldn't answer them and I was told Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things are of God, that's when I knew I wasn't going to get the answers that I needed. And the short circuit that was happening from not having those questions answered sent me off on a journey mm. where I went off and I went and studied Judaism for 12 months and lived in it. I went and studied Islam for 12 months. I did Ramadan. I prayed five times a day, did the whole thing because I didn't think that it makes sense for me to say something's wrong before I've had the chance to embody and understand it. And in going into them, I saw the same fundamental challenges across the board. That's that nobody has the full picture because none of them were intended to be the full picture. Again, coming back to science, if you look at all of the characteristics that uh, Judeo-Islamic Christian will give to what they call God, and then go to Hinduism and look at what they give to the universe, you'll see it's exactly the same thing. Yes. But someone will say, oh, but Hinduism is polytheistic. No, it's not technically. It's monotheistic, but that monotheistic central entity expresses itself in different forms, and those are what are mm. called their gods. If you go mm. into ancient Egypt, all of the gods, no, there were the children of God. Go to ancient Rome. Okay, we had Jupiter. Go to ancient Greece. You had, Ze- you had a central character. Mm-hmm who had an, a feminine aspect to it, because feminine and masculine come together to make the whole, and those birthed everything else that we call the divine experience. When we come to energy, energy is everywhere. <laughs> everything is made of energy. Energy has intellect, and all information is encoded with energy. Any, any atom that you open up has got the entire blueprint of the universe within it, just like a stem cell. So all of these ideas 
now are finding a new home, a new name within science. You know, they go into the fringe with neotic sciences, they're going to the fringe with the quantum sciences and understanding these principles and looking at them for closer to what I believe they truly are. I believe that the limited human mind is seeking to conceive and understand of something way beyond the maximum 10% brain capacity that we've got. And ultimately, when we look at these things dispassionately of our societal differences, our traditional differences, our language differences, the blatant manipulation of man, we're all looking at the same purple brick. Yeah. A manifestation is just the process of us having a human experience, but being conscious in the choice of what we want to have in that experience. It doesn't demand some secret code. It's just a matter of understanding how the universe works and applying that understanding to our experience of the universe. So for me, manifestation is a very individual process, but there are core ideas, key things because of the framework of the universe as a whole that mean that the things that we have to cover, ergo, just praying, just meditating isn't going to work because we're not just operating at the level of density where spirit is. We also mental, mm. which is another level of density. We know that because our emotional state, which is the first point of contact with spirit, impacts our thinking. And we know that our thinking impacts our thoughts and behaviors because it changes the neural pathways in the brain. So there's another layer of experience. And it's by bringing all of these experiences together and dancing with God in the way that we dance, because not everybody does the tango. Some people do a two-step. But it's by bringing that together and having a personal experience with that, with our unique way that we can manifest. So I hope this is helpful to some of you out there. Be sure to reach out to me on Instagram at Tiny Leaps. Let me know what you thought and also give the page a follow. Also, if you're listening to this and you know someone who would benefit from hearing it, please share it with them. I would appreciate the opportunity to be a part of their journey. Thank you so much. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.